podcast i'm sorry if the intro is a little weird chris isn't wearing his headphones so we can't like pick point the part where i'm supposed to say hello guys welcome to the <laughs> provocative podcast he gave he was a nice friend and gave his headphones to one of our friends but he keeps forgetting to order some so i apologize all right so last week's episode honestly i'm not gonna lie guys as you guys could tell i didn't even do an intro i just recorded the Q&A part of my prep on YouTube, and then I uploaded that as a podcast episode. I just, one, did not have any energy last week, and then or this week, and then I got sick. So I was just like, I did not want to come on here with, with the way that I was feeling. I knew that I was just not going to project the best energy to you guys. So I was like, listen, if they want to listen to this episode about my prep, then you guys can. And if you enjoyed it, great. And if it doesn't you know, influence you at all, then it's fine guys. Okay. So I just wanted to state that. But, um, so with that being said, I was sick a little bit. I was pushing through. If you guys saw my stories, I was like flu or no flu, we're going to do cardio and we're going to kill it. And then my body was like, no, screw you. This is not what you're not some fucking <laughs> like superhero or something. Like you got to you, you got to rest. So I ended up having to rest on Tuesday. I still did my cardio, but then Wednesday I took like a full on rest day, like no cardio, no workout, which I haven't done since September. Cause I've been doing cardio every single day. And then I train five days a week, but it ended up helping my body a lot. One, I got the rest that I needed to my weight actually went down. So it was like really good. I think my body like definitely needed the rest. And I was really happy to be back at the gym. I think it was like a good little refresher because during these, like the last four weeks, three weeks of prep, like your strength just starts slowly getting lower and you're leaner and you're hurting more. And like the workouts aren't like you're pushing, but they just, the intensity doesn't feel the same. So taking that break, I was really like the two day break of working out. I was really excited to come back and I had a great workout yesterday. Um, I'm still a little like mucusy, but I'm taking mucinex and that helps. But other than that, my body feels great. I don't have any other symptoms, so I'm really good. So yeah, that was sick. Everyone around, I was the last one to get sick. I really thought that I was going to surpass it. I was like, hell yeah, I'm taking all my vitamins every single day and I'm not gonna get sick. And no, I got sick because the thing is like when you have a friend group or you're constantly working out with or you're saying hi to everyone at the gym and they're all sick, you're pr prone to get sick. Like you're going to get sick. So I did, but rested and I feel good. And then yesterday I got my hair done. It was nice because you guys know that my grays grow back so, so fast. So I have to go like every six weeks to get my hair done. And if for all you girls wondering, like, why do you go to the salon to get your hair dyed black? Uh, first of all, it's a blue black. Second of all, if you've ever tried to dye your hair black at your house, do you know how hard it is, one, to clean countertops with that and try not to get it all over the place? Two, trying to shower and get that dye out of your hair. My nails get ruined, my whole shower, I have to clean it. It's like a whole process where I feel like, listen, I deserve to get pampered, okay? Like, like I like to get my hair done. It makes me feel good. So I go every six weeks and three, my the hair stuff that they use, like, obviously does not damage my hair. Anytime I use, I haven't used box dye in forever, but if I ever have to do it by myself, my uh, girl, shout out to Janet. She um, gives me like, she tells me what to get from Sally's and granted it 
my so my hair still is healthy, but when she does it, it just it's always shiny. It doesn't feel dry. So I just prefer to get my hair done. So I got my hair done yesterday. And then guys, I got a new tattoo yesterday. Uh, a coffee tattoo. Do you know where that's from? No. Bridesmaids. Have you watched? Oh my god, you're right. A tattoo. A coffee tattoo. Um uh but I got provocative on the top of my elbow of course yeah so it's the same font that i have the one that um, we will find a way or make one right here chris and i have the same tattoo i went to the same guy because his line work is amazing and um it's shelter tattoo by the way in houston and i have long sleeve i should have worn short sleeve to show you but you guys will see it. it's just really small and dainty i wanted something i've been wanting another tattoo and i wanted something obviously that meant something to me and you guys just mean everything to me the podcast and everything so i was like i'm gonna get provocative tatted on me i'm so. getting my podcast title tattooed on me Are too you really? yeah um, no or know your power or yeah, something like yeah. that it's I, I, I mean, it took 15 minutes, but uh, it's, I don't know. I was wanting something for a long time. I've also been wanting like a little snake, but those <gasps> things like just change. Like sometimes I want them, sometimes I don't. But I was like, with tattoos, it's like, I got to make sure I really, really want it. Because I picture myself like in a dress. Yes. And I'm like, I picture myself old and saggy and like not looking how I do now. And I'm yeah. like, am I going to like it when I'm like that? Yeah. No, for like, me, it's like, I love dressing up and going to dinners. Like mm -hmm. that's what I love to do. So it's like, if I'm wearing a really nice dress, is this going to make me look tacky? That's what I think about. Okay. So I, that's why I put it behind my elbow. Cause I don't want anything like, like too close to my hands. Cause I wear a lot of jewelry, mm -hmm. but, and then I had a really, I did, fucked up at 18 and got a huge rose on my back and then I got tattoo removal and it was horrible <gasps> it was so painful did so, it work yeah it's really light now like you can barely see it if I have spray wow. tan you can't even see it um I went through four sessions that last session I just bitched out I didn't go because the last session was supposed to be like to take out the color which is the red I just had like a light pink mm -hmm. but it was going to be the worst one the fourth session the fourth session that I went and got it removed I bubbled up so bad <gasps> like just like you know like from the burn like it was like a burn like you I bubbled up it was so painful that I just like bitched out but the black is completely gone so it's like a light pink from the roses so like mm -hmm. when I have a tan you can't even see it so at that point I'm like that's Fuck crazy it. but yeah guys I got a tattoo so that's my little intro prep is going good I'm officially two weeks out Hell oh yeah. Um, like I said, it's in Chicago. Apparently, it's not pronounced Wakagon. It's Wakigan. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I like Wakagon. <laughs> I was like, Wakagon. They're like, no, that's not how you pronounce it. It's Wakigan. I think it's Wakigan now. Uh, but I'll be there December 3rd um, if you guys want to go. So if you guys are wondering whose voice is on the other side, <laughs> let me introduce our guest for today. So today we have Julia Renee. Hello, Julia. Hello. I have BB Pro. I put influencer because, you know, we're influencers, I guess. That's the term we would call yeah. each other. And also host of Know Your Power podcast. Yes, I am. All right. So Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? Mm -hmm. Just a little intro about yourself. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> um, you can do like the last year. Okay. Yeah. So I obviously I'm an IFBB wellness pro. Um, I guess I would classify as a fitness influencer, Okay. but for me, I don't like the term. And I also don't like what the term is turned into because yeah. I don't think anybody has, uh, used it correctly anymore. Yeah. Um, the word influence is in the word influencer. Yeah. And to me, it's like our job is to influence people in a positive way. And I feel like if I'm not doing that, 
serving in some sort of way that I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Um, so I always feel weird. I'm like, I, I guess I'm a fitness influencer or yeah. a person that influences through fitness. Yeah. Um, but that's what I do. I'm the get or the host of my Know Your Power podcast, and I have my co-host Kendall, mm-hmm. which is my best friend. Um, I'm currently in off season. You know, goals for next year are really to go to the Olympia. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm just working on now is just fixing the things that I need to bring up that the judges told me I needed to fix. Yeah. Okay. And then you live in Austin. Correct? Yes, I live in Austin, Texas. Okay. How long have you been living there? I've been living there, shoot, maybe like seven or eight years. Because as soon as I graduated high school, I went to beauty school for a year. And then two years of being a hairstylist and makeup artist. And was like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And then now I do what I do now. Uh So I think I was 18. And then, yeah. So you were doing makeup and hair? I did beauty school at 18 Uh to 19. And then hair and makeup after that. Okay. No yeah. wonder you're so good at ma- makeup. <laughs> Julia's like so good at uh, makeup. Jazzy is too. And oh she didn't God. even go to we'll freaking talk, school we'll for t- it. We'll talk a little bit about makeup, but Julia's like so good. About how much shit we get for wearing makeup. You well, <laughs> like, we talk about that. Probably that. And uh, just how good her makeup always looks. Oh. I've trained with her in your makeup. I, I guess we could get into it. Do you, do you get shit for wearing makeup to the gym? I think I, when I, we used to, I like used back to in the more. day, it was like a, a big deal if you wore makeup or if your hair was fucking slightly curled yeah. from like, I remember I would get so much shit from like going to college and I would go to school, mm. right? And I would do my hair because I wanted to look nice and I'd go straight to the gym I mean, and people would be like, wow, she curled her hair to come to the gym. I'm like, no, I curled my hair because I wanted to look good. And then I'm coming to the gym. Like I wanted first- to feel good. And how does that affect you? How does it affect my squats? How does it affect my squats? No. It's so true. Back back in the day, people were more ruthless. And I think nowadays people are accepting more of like- I totally agree. You know, and I I always get questions. I don't know if you do, but like, um, can you share your- your makeup routine for the gym. And I haven't because I'm a little scared to, because I feel like it's like, what's what's cause honestly it's just a little bit of a difference. Obviously I don't do the whole contouring too much contouring stuff, Mm. but I'm like, if I post that I wear foundation in the gym, am I going to get shit for it? You know what I mean? So it's like, I haven't done a get ready with me for the gym edition, but thankfully I think things are changing where girls aren't getting so much hate for wearing makeup to the gym. I agree. And for me, it's like, especially when you're in prep, there's some days where you don't leave the house unless it's to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I know you probably feel the same way, but it's like very therapeutic to do your hair, do your makeup, like spend that kind of time, like grooming yourself and getting yourself ready so that you can present yourself to the world. Yeah. I'm all for it. Present yourself to the world. However you want to. Yeah. There's girls that are like the complete opposite of me and they don't want to wear makeup. They want to wear sweats to the gym and that's how they feel confident and they feel good. So if I'm not going to judge you doing that, don't judge me doing what I do. No, that's great. Yeah, (laughs) no. And it's true. I feel like with, with prep, like I've had to make a little bit more of an effort to do my hair and my makeup because all I do is sweat all day. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that this, this, I did this prep cause two years ago I didn't do crap. I didn't even get ready. But this time around I was trying to take care of myself a little bit cause that's self care. And mm-hmm. sometimes you forget that that is self care. Yeah. Cause for a little while I was like, okay, like why am I going to do my makeup if I'm just going to go to the gym and sweat it out? But at the end of the day, it's part of me. And like, I want to look good and feel good. And I know that getting ready makes me feel good. Yeah. But yeah, no, she's 
Like we worked out in fucking like a hundred degree weather here in Houston <laughs> in, the in the summer. summer. We were melting, but your makeup looked great. And I was like, "What are you wearing?" And she was like, "I'm wearing you. Do you still wear the milk products? Mm-hmm. Okay, you wore the milk. Okay, the milk. Um, I think primer. It's, yeah, it's the hydro grip. grip. It's yeah. literally okay. It's like." You know how some drag queens, they uh-huh. put glue sticks on their eyebrows yeah. and then they do their eyebrows yeah. like that extreme. It has that stick to it, yeah. but it's not going to make your skin feel dry because I feel like a lot of people are scared of that. Yeah. And then recently I've been mixing it with this like, it's like a dewy, I don't even know what it's called. I guess it can be also used as a primer, okay. but it's like a highlighter. So I mix it in with that so that the stickiness and then like the glow. glow is on top of it. And then I start doing my thing. It's all about layering. Yeah. You do you concealer just do- too, right? <laughs> yes. Like b- b- below your foundation. Yes. And that makes her skin look <laughs> amazing. I'm like, but your skin never looks cakey though. Thanks. Like ever. Like her skin never looks cakey. <laughs> so, but your makeup looks great. I think Thanks. it's great that you take care of yourself. And like, like you said, there's some girls who don't like to wear any makeup and mm-hmm. want to look good in sweats or whatever. And they go to the gym. That's all I there's no judgment there. I'm never going to be like, well, that girl looks like shit in the gym. No, if that's how she wants to go to the gym, that that's how she wants to go to the gym. Exactly. But don't judge me for wanting to take care of exactly. myself. It goes look, both ways, people. Go, okay. All right. So, all right, let's get in a little bit into your competition because I do want to talk about a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, you competed this year, right? I did. What, what, uh, what during one month? I think it was ju- early July. I think it was early July. It was my first pro show in Puerto Rico. Okay. And I honestly, I can't even remember what I placed because I was just so upset with how my prep head went Okay. and not because of anything that anyone else did just because I expect a lot from myself and sometimes to a fault to where I don't realize the things that I have going for me. And I think a lot of us do that to ourselves. We're in such a mindset of growth and success and this and that, that we don't stop to appreciate like what we've actually become. And yeah, it takes me a little bit to get out of that space. Cause in that space I was, uh, I literally had broken up with my fiance Mm -hmm. a week before then. Before the show? So peak week, I had broke off my engagement. Dude, I will say (laughs) someone else was going through that shit. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know how I did it. Y'all do relationship stuff like during prep and peak week. Like, first of all, we're so emotional. We're women. We're emotional. Mm. And with prep, it's even worse and hormones and everything. Like, I don't know how, like how people do relationship issues. Like, thank God I'm married. And Mm -hmm. like, he's very supportive because if not, it really does take a toll on your energy. It does. And I'm the kind of person, like I already struggle with being, uh, a little bit more on the feminine side. So like being there for my man and like quality time, I already am very not good at that. Like okay. I'm very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. And so when I get on prep, it's even worse. Okay. And I have a very emotional, very sweet, uh, and he loves quality time. And I'm like kind of the opposite. So I have to switch up the way that I am to uh-huh. cater towards him. Mm-hmm. And he has to do that for me. Okay. So Yeah, it's just, you know, being in a relationship, you kind of have to learn how this person operates and figure out like, okay, well, where do I fit into this equation without risking who I am? Right, right, right. Especially with prep though, like you're so zoned in. And I will say that this prep, especially like Chris is very quality time too. Mm -hmm. And recently he's been gaming a lot. And I appreciate that because I'm not, I love quality time, but right now with prep, it's like 
go do your thing and just like, yeah. Like give me space. Cause like, it's like, you just need to lay and zone out on the TV yes, or on my phone. And or you something. can't really be there for them emotionally. Yeah, you can't <laughs> like, it's like, it's weird, but he's very understanding. Yes. Um, so he gets that, but it's, it's also hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like in the beginning of my prep, because I enjoy so much of, I do enjoy quality time. And I am, we are very codependent in our relationship. Like mm-hmm. we give each other a lot. And in the beginning, it was a big change. Cause I was like, fuck, I have to put myself first. Mm-hmm. I have to do everything on my own. Like he can't help me. This is me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take away from me being nurturing and giving to him and thinking about him. Mm-hmm. So I, in the beginning, I even like cried to him about it. I'm like, I don't know how to balance this. This is going to be a little hard. And he's like, listen, I get what you're going through. I'm going to, I understand everything. So you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, like I felt like that lifted some weight off my shoulder. You just and giving you permission. Yeah. Because I'm very much that way. And it's like, weirdly, it's also, I think, kind of like a cultural thing. Like Hispanic women are kind of taught to be that way towards yes. their partner. Sometimes to a fault where they feel like they have to or this person's not going to love them or be there yes. for them. Yes. And then same thing is like you told him how you were feeling and he was like, bro, I don't. I'm fine. Yeah. But we think that like, wait, but I, I, I made myself a meal and I didn't ask you if you wanted I, a meal Yeah, and I went and did workouts without you. It's like, yeah. you feel bad. You feel bad. And then you feel guilty. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, am I not giving him attention? Oh my God. I'm a terrible partner. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, what if he doesn't love me anymore? Blah, blah, blah. Like you start just like fucking spiraling, but it's part of prep and it's good to have uh, a partner that understands. But anyways, yeah. going back, you broke up your, with your fiance during peak week and then you competed in Puerto Rico. Yep. <laughs> it was your first pro show. Yes. How did that go? It was okay. I, now that I've had plenty of time to step back and realize mm-hmm. what everything was going through, no matter how hard I tried to not let what was going on affect me, I did. Yeah. yeah. And I do not say that lightly because I'm a person who's like, I have to be this strong face, this strong woman and nothing can bother me. And it's not true. I mean, I I thought I was losing everything that I had built, that we had built together. We had a podcast together. Some of our business was intertwined together. And when I got back from Puerto Rico, I was going to be moving out. So everything was happening so fast. So I was in Puerto Rico and I couldn't even enjoy this beautiful place because I, I wish that he was there with me. And he was my bodybuilding coach for years. He's the one that got me my pro card. So I owe a lot of who I am and how I've been able to create this body to him. Yes, I did the work. I know that, but it was hard not having that person there. It would be like Chris not showing up to your show when you, when you get a pro card or something and it's, it hurts. Yeah. But that was my decision. I was the one that decided to step away and we're back together now. So I think okay. a lot, I think a lot of people during that time, especially with what we do like to make up their own stories on like what happened and uh-huh. make assumptions. And I willingly shared on social media what we were going through. And uh-huh. it was just, it was a really tough time for us both because he was going through a lot of changes. He literally switched his whole career. He was a bodybuilding coach and now he's mindset fully. So he was very like confused and I was in prep and I was so focused on my thing. And we honestly just took each other for granted. We were in the flow. We didn't spend quality time together. It didn't mean we didn't love each other. Right. We just didn't realize what we had. And it got to the point where we were, we felt like we were roommates. So 
the one thing I like to say about that is that we had to lose everything to gain everything. So now we're back together. We're living together again. We're focused way more on having that quality time and actually putting practices in place that make us almost feel like we just started dating again. Yeah. Because it's so easy to fall into that routine of like, Hey, what's up roommate? No, And I do that quicker than any other woman I've ever met. Yeah, No, no, no. You're 100% right. Especially with prep two. It didn't help. Like you're so zoned in on you and he's focusing on him. And it, it, if you don't take care of your relationship, it's like, you will get comfortable. Like we've gotten comfortable. And then we have to step back and we're like, Hey, we got to change shit up. So we start having like, we start planning date nights. Mm -hmm. Like right now with prep, it's been hard, but like Thursdays, we don't talk to any of our friends. Like we don't hang out with them. It's like me and him only. Cause we also got to the point where we were like inviting friends to dinner all the time and hanging out. And, and then it was like, okay, so when is it just me and you time? Because me and you time isn't just watching TV right before bed. That's not quality. And that's what we were doing because for me, I had no energy to do anything else. I couldn't go out to eat. And at some points I get angry. I get angry that that's the only things that I can do, but then I have to remember you chose this life. No one's making you prep. No one's making you do two hours of cardio. Right. You're the one doing this. So you shouldn't have other people around you suffer for that. Right. Um, just remove yourself if you need to remove yourself. That's exactly the, my mindset, this prep too. It's been like, you know, um, I chose this. He didn't chose, he didn't choose this. No one's forcing me to do this. So I can't, I can't let my mood affect everyone else. So I can only control me. And I've done the same thing. Like they understand that I want them to have a good time, go to dinners and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be there because I'm not going to go and put my in, like, you know, get fucked up mentally because you're enjoying food and I can't or whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, it's, it's definitely hard because it's like, okay, like you choose, you chose this. You don't want you know, to affect someone else's mood, but he understands it thankfully. And he knows it's like, it's like, okay, it's only a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. So temporary. And then we can go back to our, okay. The things that we value. Cause Chris and I really value going out. We really do try like going, going to new restaurants and trying new things. And it's really important to do that. And it's it's not about like spending the money, but it's like doing new things with your partner outside of your normal routine. It's so important to keep that connection and not fall into the, or we're just like friends. Cause it's easily, it's easy to, to do that. And it takes both people because I think sometimes it's like, okay, we're going to go out to eat, but we're going to go to the same place. We've been going, yes. like, no, go do different shit. Mm-hmm. Go try new places. Like go like, that's what's exciting about your relationship is trying new things. That's my favorite thing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, you only did that one show. Yeah, that was my only show for at least trying to qualify for the Olympia. Okay. So the goal was to qualify for the Olympia this year. So that means that I would be going literally next next month. Like I would be competing in there next month. But one thing that I learned about doing what we do is that we need to be patient. And I know that you're very into manifesting and letting the universe or God do its work. Mm -hmm. And so much of my career, I've been just pushing things to happen on a time frame that's mine and not when it's supposed to happen. Just like when I got my pro card, I expected to get it at my first national show and I got fifth. Mm -hmm. And I have a really incredible story about like how that manifestation came into reality. Like it's so creepy, but I didn't get it that first try. I got the second try. And then months later I realized, oh, I was supposed to get it here because I was actually ready to receive. Yeah. 
Well, that's how I feel right now. Like, yes. And I can say, yeah, you're, you're prepped this time. Like I haven't seen you in such a long time, but just your energy is so different from the last time. Not because you were, I think you were just drained last time. Yeah, I was, I was just drained. I wasn't mentally prepared either. Yeah. That was my prep this last one. Okay. So it's like, it was like, I was that I was pushing, pushing. It's like, I'm going to get my pro card. I'm going to get my pro card. And this time it was like, I wasn't even planning on competing, but it was like God and the universe was like, no, this is your time. You're ready. Like, let's do it. And like, that's, and granted, obviously like, you know, I do wake up and I think recently, cause it's getting closer. I'm like, I'm like, okay, like it's a little scary because I can't control if I get it or not. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know that I, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. It just feels right. And I feel like if I get my pro card or when I get my pro card in in like four weeks, it was meant to happen now. It yeah. wasn't meant to happen two years ago because yes. I wasn't ready there. I yeah. wasn't mental. I wasn't prepared. I don't think I was, I just wasn't ready. I think now I'm fully ready to oh, accept 100%. that. You know what and I mean? And it's going to mean so much more to you when you get it now because of all the work that you've done for yourself to make sure that you're prepared mm-hmm. to receive this to me, it's an honor, right? It is an honor to be a pro. It's an honor to compete in this industry because you can be such an influence. And I'm glad that I got it when I got it. And I know you're going to be so happy when you get it because you're ready to receive what the universe is going to provide you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, Okay. So (laughs) that actually leads me to my next question. Do you feel more pressure now that you are a pro? Yes. I feel a lot more pressure now that I'm a pro. Yeah. And, um, once you're a pro, you're in the spotlight for critiques from the higher ups. Like there's Instagram pages that critique you. There's use, there's YouTube pages that critique you. Really? Yeah. There's especially like a, there's a wellness page that literally is, it's not critiquing. It's like a really good platform. One of my friends uh, runs the page and he posts all the wellness girls and like where they're placed, his um, critiques on their body, how they look. So like this is what we signed up for. So right. yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. But once you become a pro, it happens even more because yeah. now they're expecting you to continue to compete at the highest level. And I was talking to this with a friend. I was like, I can't imagine the pressure Chris Bumstead has to continue to be Mr. Olympia. We were literally just talking less about pressure to be it the first time, way more pressure to keep it the fourth time. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being up there, winning it again and again and again, and then losing that, like how that must feel. But dude, and and, I mean, we were talking about that and they say, you know, pressure is a privilege. He says it himself. Pressure is a privilege, but not everyone is reacts the same under pressure. Like personally, like I like a little bit, but if it's too much, I crack. Like I personally, I have accepted like. I don't like to feel so much pressure. I like to just do my thing. Yeah. And so, but some people thrive off the pressure. That's but me. I, <laughs> I cannot imagine being C-bomb. And even like now, Jennifer Dory, she yeah. has a little bit more pressure because she wants to win again this year. Like, it's like, oh shit. Like, I'm like watching everyone and it's like game on. Like everyone yes. in the top, the top five bikini athletes are like, giving them their, like giving it their all. And like, they're hiding a little bit of things because they want to come in and surprise. And like, they got to change shit up to make things a little bit different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's a lot of pressure to keep up, but you know, as an, I think as a top athlete too, like she's done a great job of keeping her shape. And like, it's a whole, being a top athlete like that though, you have to literally be prepared all year. 
And I think that that's the difficult thing that I don't realize about bodybuilding is that we are actual professional athletes Mm -hmm. like NFL players are basketball players are like that. And, but we don't get the media coverage that they do. We used to, which is crazy. The Olympia used to be on ESPN and it's not anymore. Oh dang. Yeah. So it's like, I forget that it is actually at, that I am actually in the highest level Uh that I can be in what I do. And I forget that. Yeah. And it's, it is a lot of pressure, but back on what you said, I think that towards the end of my next show, I don't think I'm going to be showing my body that much Yeah, because of people doing that. And it's not that like, I can't take the critiques. It's more like, no, I'm just going to come back undeniable this yeah. time and I'm going to scare the shit out of people. Well, that's what I did this prep. People were like, I just, I literally, I literally didn't know today. you were prepping until like mm-hmm. a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love it. it. I just, I, and to be honest, I feel like it's protected my energy a lot more. Yes. Cause it's just different. Like, not that I care about the critique, but it's like, I just protected my energy and like, I waited until I was going to show my physique at four weeks out. And then I, I was like, no, it doesn't feel right. And then at three weeks, I was like, no, it doesn't feel right. And then today I posted, I was like, okay, it feels right now. I was like, I'm doing it on my terms, not when everyone else expects me to. Exactly. But, um, all right. So obviously there is a little bit more pressure with, uh, being a pro. Do you feel like you, did you develop body dysmorphia after your last show? Every show. Every show. Yeah. Yeah. Every show. It gets better with time. I think the first time was probably the worst because I wasn't, I was a newbie to this. I didn't know what to expect. I did summer shredding. I won summer shredding figure because they didn't have a wellness category, but now they do. And then I won overall in the Adela for wellness. Mm -hmm. So then after that, those were basically my first two shows getting to see my body be that lean. And then to have it change was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was tough seeing my body get back to a normal state, but I have to keep reminding myself that, it's not healthy and it's not normal to have your body be that lean all the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I personally like it's, it's, it's hard. Like, cause when you're in it, you're like, Oh my God. Like I, I got body dysmorphia after my last show too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, it's like the hormones, the bloating, that first bloating you get, it's yes. like, <laughs> it's like, you're just so uncomfortable too, because you go from so lean and people don't understand that. It's like the smallest amount of food. Like if you don't reverse a hundred percent, just your body just inhales, inhales it. Like, you know, it's like you work so like hard these 13, 16 weeks just for like three weeks to put it on, like even less than three weeks. If you don't take care of yourself, you'll put on that weight back on. Literally. And it's like, you know, you know that it's unhealthy to stay that lean and, you know, very unhealthy, but especially like if you do want to enjoy life and stuff like that, but it's still like, it's hard on your, like it takes some time to accept that. You it know, does. this is what you have to look like. Yeah. Because you get so used to seeing your body be a certain way mm-hmm. and then to have it look different. It's like, whoa, yeah. because you get so excited on the come up of like, wow, I'm getting leaner. I'm getting leaner. But I even was looking back at photos of myself like the other day when I was lean. And I remember what I felt like in those photos. And I didn't think it was enough. Yeah. I thought I looked like how I look now. Yeah. Which isn't, isn't which isn't a bad thing, but that's just, it's a proof of how far body dysmorphia will go mm-hmm. is that even when you literally look the best you've ever done, it's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. No, I know. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> we're I'm fucked like, up. I'm like the other day I was like, oh my God, I'm so watery. He's I'm like, so big. Chris is like, shut the hell up. Yeah. He's like, you're a dry ass hell. What are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. 
just take a step back. And then I look back at my pictures and I'm like, you're right. I look fucking crazy. Like, yeah, I need to like not think about that, but it is scary. I mean, it's just, it's part of it. Obviously the process, hopefully like, like you said, with time, it just gets better and better. But, um, this last time, did you, did you deal with binge eating at all? Surprisingly, not as much as I have in the past. Like I said, each time I, each time I prep, I really take it as a lesson. Like the reason that I prep is so that I can grow personally. Yeah. Like I don't really care if I win. I don't really, none of that matters in the grand scheme of things because the most important changes that I've made in my life have been through prep because when you go to that deep, dark place, you find your shadows really quickly that maybe you wouldn't have found if you were eating enough food, you were drinking alcohol, you were using things that could cover it up so easily. Now you're just bare boned and it's just you and you. So you could see things very clearly. And each time I learn how to manage my eating disorder better, how to manage the body dysmorphia better, the the comparison better. And this time I'm very proud of myself because of how much I went through before stepping on stage. And then after literally it was break off engagement, go to Puerto Rico, didn't compete as well as I could go back home, move out, be alone for a couple of months without my partner. I've been with for three years and I didn't go in a giant binge eating spiral. I kept doing my cardio. I kept lifting. I kept focusing on myself. That doesn't mean I didn't spend nights crying on my couch alone. Yeah. Yeah. It was better. And that's the thing is that if you're just 1% better each day, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that like too, I think what's helped me too is this year is like, you were hundred percent right. When you're on prep, it's like you're alone and you get to these dark places. Sometimes what helped me is I started therapy this year. So we, with my therapist, like we did like day, like deep digging mm. things that I didn't even think about. And so I think, I think about those things when I'm alone and it helped me a lot this prep. I think just realizing when I am self-sabotaging myself, realizing when the old part of me um, is trying to control the new part of me, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like therapy, to be honest, helped me a lot with this prep. Um, But it does, it definitely takes you in these like deep, dark moments that (laughs) you're the only one that can get yourself out of there. But I completely agree. I think, every prep makes you stronger and you do get better. Cause when I first prepped, yeah, afterwards I ate like, I ate like whatever I wanted. And the more, more shows I did, the better I got with food and my relationship with food. And I'm hoping this time around, you know, you're hopeful every time that you're not going to do it. Right. So, but I'm hopeful this go around that I can go back to just eating healthy. And like, I keep thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to fuel my body just so that I can have energy to train more and lift more and overall feel like better, not feel gross. You know, I don't want to eat yeah. burgers and fries and all this shit and feel disgusting about myself. I just want to eat enough to have energy. Cause that's the one thing with prep with mine. It's just like, I have no energy. I just want to yeah. have energy. Like yeah. I want to eat till I'm satiated. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. For once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So done with the competition talk. All right. So I have to ask you something because I feel like I think you're the only one that I follow that does this. There might be more, but I was wondering if you get hate on this. I think you're going to know what I'm going to say. I think I do too. Your shorts. 
Is it oh, done? no. Oh, I didn't touch that at all. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, my shorts? Yeah. My booty shorts? Your booty shorts. Okay, so you wear them really short. I tried wearing- I wear them like they're underwear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't, I'm in leggings right now and I'm dying. Okay. I'm real. I'm a hot person. Like I am sweating right now. I was sweating outside. I'm just a really naturally hot person. So when I wear leggings, I freak out and I get really like claustrophobic. And also it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So Julia, if you guys haven't seen her page, she wears her shorts like underwear. And I didn't know if you got hate for that. Like, do girls ever comment anything? Like, why does she wear her shorts like that? Or... I do the companies you work with ever say anything or no, anything like surprisingly that? not, okay. which is I'm glad that I haven't because I do like my social media. I do show a lot more than I think like regular fitness influencers yeah. do, but no one has ever said anything that I know of. Okay. Okay. Probably on Reddit, but I don't go on Reddit. Oh, I don't go on Reddit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to, the gym snarks. Right we know you No, I it's don't a page. I don't even know, dude. I, Chris sometimes will get on just to like, make sure no one said shit or something, but I don't, I don't, I don't do that to myself. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? Stop no. reading what, I don't give a fuck what Susan wrote about. Oh my God. That shoulder press wasn't right. Fuck you. Let me see you fucking do the user number nine, 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 eight says like, Jazzy's shoulder press was off. Uh, shut up. Shut, shut up. Like up. I just cannot. So I'm just like, no, I don't get on that shit. People who I'm like, People who do that, you don't have a life. Focus on your fucking self. Focus on yourself. You're probably sitting there with a bag of hot fucking Cheetos writing shit about another female. What are you doing with your life? It's not cool, man. No, it's not. Like It's not. Who who has time for that? And if you do, you really need to take a deep look at yourself and mm. your life because you're obviously very unhappy with yeah, you. Yeah, and someone runs that page. So there's one person that's like mainly running that thread. Like there's a specific, like just to think of like the depths that it goes to and someone who probably wants to do the influencer part. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I just, I try to put yourself in their position and be like, what are you, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Do you need to talk? No. Well, anyways, (laughs) I didn't know. I don't know if like, I don't think that I, any that I've seen, Mm -hmm. I get more people asking me where I got them. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Then like, why the fuck is your butt showing? Okay. That's I think people are kind of used to my butt showing now. Um, I also think because you're a wellness girl too. Yeah. Like I dress very like Brazilian. Yes. The Brazilian one. Yeah. Yeah, The Brazilians dress like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, I feel like you, you pull it off. Mm -hmm. I tried pulling my shorts like that. No. Literally if I wear the shorts that like most short companies, they go like regular. Uh I I even pull those up. Yeah. So uh, that's why I usually just buy the ones that have the ties on the side so that they, I can naturally hike them up. But you'll see like, even in my photos, I pull them up because they squeeze the crap out of my thighs and they hurt. That's true. Your legs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just wondering, um, (laughs) which I'm glad that you don't get hate. All right. So what would you say is the worst thing about social media? Oh girl, (laughs) there's so many things. I love what I do so much more than like literally more than anything. I take it so seriously. And I think that we have a incredible duty as people that have the pleasure of having a platform of any kind of any number. It doesn't matter because even if you have 54 followers or if you have a million there's people that could hear something of value from you just hearing that another human is going through X, Y, and Z. Right. And 
I love it so much, but there's definitely a dark side to it where there's comparison, where you get so fixated on numbers, what he's doing, what she's doing, what he has, with trips that they go on. And at the end of the day, like the one thing that I like to think of, and I was actually dealing with this a lot driving here. And I have been struggling a lot with social media lately because I'm comparing myself to other people and expecting that I need to be like that or do that. But that's not who I am. I am, I am who I am and I'm not going to make content like Jazzy. Jazzy's not going to make content like me because we're so, everyone's different. Right. And Every time I get into that headspace, I literally just ask myself, would you want to be that person? That's a good question. And I'm like, no. And that's not any hate to that person because they're awesome. They're beautiful. They have success. I wouldn't want, I I wouldn't have my dogs. I wouldn't have my house. I wouldn't have my friends. I wouldn't, they wouldn't know Jazzy, but I get the pleasure of knowing Jazzy. Mm -hmm. So asking myself that simple question of, do you really want to be them? Because you're acting like you want to be them. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I wouldn't want to be anybody else but myself. Yeah. I wouldn't want to pretend to be anything that's not genuine to me because that's fucking exhausting. Yeah. I did that for so long pretending to be somebody that I wasn't. And once I actually stepped into the person that I actually am and quit hiding behind a mask, people actually responded to me. Yeah. That's the (laughs) best advice anyone could give because I used to be that way. And I was actually just watching a show too. And um, it's called Tell Me Lies on Hulu. And they're so they're all in college, but they're so like fake to each other, Mm -hmm. to themselves, like who they portray to be. They act so different with other people. And I looked over to him last night and I was like, I cannot imagine the exhaustion that person feels of trying to be someone they're not. I'm like, I thankfully am at that point where like, I will say that the comparison is the hardest part of social media. Mm -hmm. And I have my days too. I think for me, it's more of like, Right now, it's obviously like, um, I haven't really, I look at a lot of bikini athletes, but I'm not really comparing myself them, to them too much. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like, I think for me, um, it's more of an emotional thing. Like when I look at other women who are um, curvier and they're gotcha. so happy with being curvy, I'm like, okay, I wish I was just, if I got to that point, I wish I had that confidence. Cause mm-hmm. I, for me, it's like when I get curvier, I don't like it. Like, I feel like it affects me emotionally. So that's where I compare myself to. But I love who I am. I am who I am. If And I'm at that point in my life where it's like, if you like me, great. And fuck with me, great. And if you don't, then you fucking don't. And I don't care. And I'm at that point. Like, I embrace my OnlyFans. I embrace my sexuality. Because for a long time, I, like, hid my sexuality. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can't be too sexy because people can't accept it. No, if you can't accept it, don't follow me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to sponsor me. But this is who I am. And if you like it, great. Let's get on board. I am a wonderful person to work with. I am a wonderful friend. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. I accept that you don't like me. And that is great. You can't accept my sexuality. You can't accept who I am. That's fine. Everyone has their opinion. Mm. And it's okay. But I'm going to be who I am. Uh And once you embrace that, it's like you feel like you literally can be who you are and you yeah. feel no weight on your shoulders. Literally just start, yeah. just start trimming the fat, like yeah. trimming the fat with the people in your circle that aren't supporting you yeah. or that don't see the vision for your life that you do or that are pulling you down. Cut the fat of like people you follow on social media. Yeah, It might even be some family members you need to cut ties with, maybe not completely, yeah. but just distance yourself with it. And it seems so hard and seems so lonely doing it that way. But I'm telling you, no company is better than bad company. No, any day. Oh God. Yeah. Any day I will take it. I was just telling my friend this too. Like she has been this year. She's grown so, so much. 
and her past self has a lot of friends mm. and they're slowly like just like she's like i don't know why all this situation's happening i'm like because you're at a new level of growth mm -hmm. and these friends no longer serve you no. and that is okay mm -hmm. i'm like this is the sign where you have to prove that this new version of you has to let them go or you're going to be dragged to that old version of yourself. I love that you say like new you and old you. Cause I really think that you were kind of like crabs in a way Yeah, that when we outgrow our shell, we have to crawl out and get to a bigger one. Yeah. I truly believe that. So 100%. when I think about like my, I'm 25. Yes. I'm young. People are like, what the fuck do you know? But when I was 21, I was legit a different person that I am oh, now. Yeah. I wouldn't be here sitting to talk, talking to Jazzy at 21 because I was hiding in the bathroom at a bar because I was scared of talking to people yeah. and I had social anxiety. Yeah. Like just completely different person. I think it's really, that's going to be a turning point for your friend once she realizes that it's nothing towards those people. No, not, no. not at all. But it's hard when you're, Fit, maybe fitness focused and health focused and you have these goals and dreams and then these other people maybe do something different. Yeah. Like when I worked in a salon, I had that growth where I was like, they loved what they did. They loved doing hair and they loved doing makeup. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And those are the only friends I had. And then I had no friends to go and do what I am doing today. And now yeah. I have so many friends that Support you. Yeah. Support me. They understand what I do. Yeah. Coming from a girl that has a very hard time making girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> and I was like, I bet you do too. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, right now I keep my circle very, very small just because of just. I was literally having this exact conversation with my two best friends mm -hmm. right before this of just. She's like, girl, this is why I keep my, my circle tight. She goes, this is why I have trust issues with yeah. people because it's, it is hard to find. Yeah, and I mean, just like how we grow, other people grow and their life just changes and they go in a different direction. And you as a friend also have to accept that. Exactly. You're friend and you're like, okay, they're going to a different route. And as much as I love this person, yep. I gotta fucking let them go. Yep. And it's hard. A friendship is like a breakup. Like when you have to let them go and do their own thing and figure out themselves, especially when they're not aligning with you, is really hard. It but is. But it's part of life. But no, dude, I keep my... I could keep my circle really, really. We keep tight. a toy up in here. Toy, toy. All right. So, okay. If you could go back in time, what words of advice would you tell your younger self? If I can go back in time, I would tell her that you are way more powerful than you think. And this is literally the phrase that I use for everything. It's the name of my podcast. And the reason is because I just believe in it so much. All of us have so much power as humans, as creators in this universe to literally create, be, and do whatever we want to do. And I know there's circumstances where people grow up differently, don't have privilege, have more privilege, but ultimately you can create whatever emotion, whatever thing that you want to do. And that. if I wish I knew that when I was younger, that I had that much power in me, then I don't know where I would be. But then again, everything happens on its own time frame, And I found out my power at the darkest moment of my life. Mm -hmm. And from that, I've been able to create so many incredible things, meet so many incredible people, opportunities start to pop up. Once I actually realized that I wasn't powerless yeah. to my surroundings, I was powerful and I could create whatever I wanted to. Yeah, I love that. I think sometimes we associate power with men and not so much women. 
Okay. And I and I love that because love we're like, that. okay, a man is powerful, but we as women are so powerful as well. And we don't have to give, especially as a wife and as a mother, we don't have to give all the power to the man. Yeah. You have power. And but like, especially what you said, like believe in yourself, believe that you have the power to change and be, do and be whatever you want to be. It's true. And you're the only person that can get in your way. Yeah, there'll be obstacles, but as long as you, like you said, you focus it one day at a time and you get better, 1% at a time. Doesn't mean you have to be at 100% every fucking day. Because I think a lot of people feel like overwhelmed because they're like, if I didn't do 100%, then I'm not good. I'm not worthy. No. Some days your 100% is actually like an 80% that day. And that's yes. okay. Yes. But you're 1% better. And mm. you're learning and you're like, okay, what mistakes did I make today? Or what? how did my viewpoint on this affect me today? How can I be better tomorrow? Yeah. That's all it takes. And there is, there's so much power in the divine feminine that people don't realize. Yes. And so many women are disconnected from their divine feminine that I am probably a lot mm -hmm. because of so much of my life was spent being hyper-masculine to just like fit in with boys that I was on the wrestling team with, fit in with bodybuilding, mm -hmm. um, being the younger brother to my older brother, you know, just yeah. like trying to be tough, and I can do this and mm -hmm. always at a hundred with the grit and the grind. And yes, that's a huge part of my personality and it's a huge part of my success. But the reason that people can connect with me and what's gotten me far is the divine feminine. Yeah. Yeah. And once I stepped into being a little bit more empathetic, you know, talking to more women, having the courage to like compliment someone and be a little bit more vulnerable. That's when literally so many things switched for me. Yeah. And I was like, psh, skyrocket. I love, yeah. I love that. Okay. All right. We're almost done. All right. What is the number one quality you look for in a friend? Oh man. In a friend. Okay. I'm going to think about my two best friends okay. and think about the, oh, my favorite thing about them is it's hard to pick one. I, know. I would say I wanted to say the number one would be vulnerability, but I think also integrity is really big for me. And I've okay. realized that a lot lately is that integrity with what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it, how you're going to show up mm -hmm. is super important to me. And my two closest friends exude that they're just there ready to go here for me whenever I need it. And I hope that I'm that for them. So yeah. like the integrity with everything that they do, like yeah. how they present themselves to other people, how they act behind closed doors mm -hmm. and how they show up as a friend to me, because that's what I want to be for other people too. I love that. I love the integrity. I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I think that for me and also loyalty I think yeah. now with everything like loyalty. I love that because I think when a friend is loyal to you, like no matter what happens or like, who's talking about you because in this world, in the social media world that we're in, people are constantly getting criticized. And there's a lot of, I will say a lot of guys and girls that have come up to me and they want to talk shit, dude. They want to talk. They, they're like, Hey, so did you see like so-and-so or like, Hey, and I'm like, no, no, I ain't accepting that into I, my no, space right I'm now. Like, no, because people want to talk shit, especially yeah. nowadays. Influencers, they, they find that's the way they think that in this world, community now especially like i will say especially with offland opening and all these influencers being there it's they think worse. that talking shit about people is a stepping stone for them well and talking like, shit is a way of communicating uh -huh. and connecting with someone yeah. it's a very bad way yeah. but like 
there's misery loves company. Yeah. So like if you're bitching to me about something and I'm like, I bitch to you about something, there's some sort of comfort in that. Right. But if someone comes up to you and Hey, did you see so-and-so and you shut it down? Yeah. Then they're like, Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, <laughs> like that's important. Like the loyalty, like if someone comes up to you and says, Oh, Jazzy's doing this or whatever. You're like, let I me, want- let me fucking talk to Jazzy. Let uh, me ask her first. Yeah, I want my friends to be like, Oh, I don't know. Or, uh, you know, I, she hasn't said it. Like keep, Stay loyal to me, you know? I think that's really, really important and to love me fully. But I think what you said, integrity, obviously, is number one, too. Just say, because I'm like that. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I expect my friends to be the same way. I understand situations come up, but if you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. That's Um, really big for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, last question. This was a weird question, but if you could choose, would you rather be a villain or a hero? I love that one. Oh, there's, 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 I know. Pro, there's good for both. Like I, in a when way, I, when I was thinking of this question, I'm like, man, this is a good question because I don't know what I would pick. I, I think I'd pick the hero. And the reason is like, I recently went to a transformation training uh-huh. and in the training, they group you into like categories where your, uh, what your mask is. So like we were talking about before, each of us are walking around wearing like a mask to the world. No matter how much we try not to, Uh we go out in public and we kind of just pretend to be or what people expect of us. And mine is the hero. Mine is the saver. Mine is the person that wants to come in and fix things and swoop in. Dude, that is so me. I didn't even think about until you said that. And some people don't want that. And also, who am I to come and save anybody? I just need to show up and just be me. And that should be enough. So I know that like my mask is hero, saver. You have things that are going wrong. Let me fix them. Yeah. And what actually that does in turn is you're so focused on fixing everything else. You don't focus on yourself. 100%. And I realized that leaving that retreat, I was like, I'm over here being a hero and I need to save myself. Yeah. And it, it, you got to think, you can think even deeper. What does that stem from? Who were you a hero to when you were a child? Yeah. You start thinking, like, you you got to ask those questions. Yeah, I was the I'm hero the in way. my family. If I wasn't doing something for other people, mm-hmm. would they still love me? Yeah. Would it, am I still good enough if I'm not fixing someone else's problem, helping them with this, doing... And it's a way of me distracting from sitting down in my thoughts and yeah. thinking about and myself. And how exhausting is that for you? It's because- when you when you're on go 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 you don't find it exhausting. It's mm-hmm. when you sit down and you're like one like it could take weeks, it could take months and then you feel completely overwhelmed. Yeah, and you Com- just have like a crash moment. And you have a crash moment. Yeah, and that's happened to me and so mm-hmm. now I've had to work on that but I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm like let me fix you. What do you need help with? I like and Let me it, overload myself even more. So then a couple months I crash and I wonder why. Yeah, no, literally. That is crazy. I didn't never thought about it. You're way. definitely a hero. Oh no. <laughs> You're definitely a hero. Yeah. I don't think it could be the villain, <laughs> but that, that is me. Um, but okay. All right. So Julia, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. I know we are about to go record on her podcast. So we're yes. like on a time crunch guys. If not, I feel like we could have talked for another like 30 for real to an hour. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you being on and being so vulnerable and sharing all the good insight because it's just amazing to hear from another strong, independent woman. And we need more women to just know their power. I love that yeah. you said that. I love that because I think a lot of us um, still need some help. You know, with Yeah, because power. if more women knew theirs, then there'd be less women out there 
who are trying to strip other people. So like the reason that women and men act a certain way towards another person and try to strip them of things that they've worked for. And I'm sure people do that to you is because maybe they don't feel powerful themselves and they see the power in you and they want to take it. They want it for themselves. So if we get more people to realize that, like, damn, this universe can change. Yeah. And you're never going to be, and like you said, you're never going to be someone else. No one's ever going to be me. And Mm-mm. I think that's what no people, one can do jazzy like jazzy I mean, can yeah. do jazzy. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, it's like, I have so many women sometimes hate. It's like, you know, they're like, oh my God, they want your life. And it's like, you're never going to get my life except that you're never going to get my life. Yeah. Jazzy lives jazzy's life. You're going to live your life. So focus yeah. on building a life for yourself instead of focusing on building a life that someone else has. Yeah. You know? Literally when people come up to me and they would say like, Oh my God, I want to be just like you. I, I will look at them and say, no, you don't want to be just like me. Yeah. You're going to be your own incredible, unique version of you. And they're like, Oh, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be me. Yeah. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't like <laughs> it. Like I'm it. annoying as fuck. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. All right, Julia, tell them where they can follow you. You guys can find me basically anywhere at underscore Julia Renee and Renee spelled with one E. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me thank today. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yay. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to comment below. Give us five stars as always. I always forget. And uh, don't forget to share. This is the way that, you know, we grow the podcast is by sharing it on your platforms, on your stories. Tag me, tag the provocative. And I love you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh